everyone. Welcome to There's a System to This Madness podcast. I am your host, Osaze Shabazz. Each week, I talk about the difficult situations we face by peeling back the layers of politics, education, and culture. Today is March 4th, 2021. Let's go right into it. This past weekend was the CPAC convention, pretty much where all the Republicans get together and lick their wounds in this case about how they got their ass kicked in the past presidential and Senate race and how they lost the presidency and the Senate and how they did not recuperate the House. It was just interesting to hear I guess the show, the, the showstopper was Donald Trump himself. This was supposedly, this was the first time that he has made a public appearance since the presidential election. And of course, still spewing the same rhetoric, how the election was taken away from him and that he is still president. I think he even made a statement that when he runs four years from now, it'll be the third time that he's going to win. You know, this guy, you know, this, and I guess it's one thing to spew this type of rhetoric and get the crowd riled up. But I guess he just don't care how his words have an impact on the everyday John and Jane Doe that don't have, I guess, the geniuses to understand when somebody is pulling the wool over their heads. You know, even the insurrection that took place back in January, which was, you know, it was rhetoric. This was a culmination of people feeling frustrated and feeling that they desperately was cheated out of their election and chose to have this uprising. And he is still spewing this this garbage. And then, of course, now, while during the during the program, he actually is basically listing the names of the senators and the House members that voted to convict him. So now he just, he's putting targets on these people. And he just, he does not care how simple his followers are. When somebody said that you lead in a category of uneducated individuals, the uneducated masses of this country. First of all, you should not be proud of that, you know, to say that I'm the king of the damn dumbasses of this country. But to actually rile these people up when they they really it's almost like they can't reason. When you listen to some of the things that these people are saying. I mean, I got them on my Facebook page. And it's like some of them you saying to yourself, they know better. 
They absolutely know better. But you thinking the ones that know better, who were they talking to? You know, I mean, let's go back, you know, 12 years ago when you say Barack Obama is not a U.S. citizen. And they're ignorant people that actually believe this or they don't know that Hawaii is a state. See, that's just that's just ignorance. And for you to play on that to the point where people will start to threaten other people to the point where people will gather, take up arms and literally try to kill one another over false statements. And you know that your words have an effect. It's just, even, it's just like even like the um, during the speech, he's still, you know, trying to take credit for the vaccines for COVID, you know, which, you know, who cares? But when he could be utilizing services, you know, when when George Bush left office, when Bill Clinton left office, Jimmy Carter, I mean, Jimmy Carter is still he's 90 something years old and he's still building houses. You know, you're not going to expect Donald Trump to do no shit like that. But still, even if he was to get up there and say, you know, hey, take the take the shot because they had, you know, stats that indicated that Republicans are not coming forward with getting vaccinated. But Trump and his wife on the down low, they've been vaccinated. But see, of course, he's not going to say this. But what if he was to say something like this and lead, be a be a poster boy for the conservative movement for a vaccine? I mean, think about this. When you have the opportunity to be an asset to society and you just refuse to just do it for, for what? What do you get? What do you get out of that? It's like even watching the CPAC convention. I mean, I put it on two times the speed. I mean, like Trump speech. Trump spoke for like 90 minutes. So, of course, I sped it up and still endured it for like 45 minutes. But when I listened to it and after the smoke cleared, all I could just think to myself was, yeah, we defeated Donald Trump, but the concept of Trumpism is alive and it's growing. What we've learned is that this evil when it comes back, it's going to come back more forcible and more formidable. You know, it's time for us to stay united, woke and vigilant. Because make no mistake, the Republicans, they are regrouping and they're planning more hate and destruction. Yeah. We are excited about, you know, Joe Biden becoming president and Joe Biden, you know, God bless him. He is he is taking off. He has hit the road running and he's trying to do everything in his powers 
to get everything right side back up. And so you got to realize it reminds me of how Barack Obama was, you know, trying to stimulate the, the economy and everything that he put in place that was surely going to work. The Republicans did everything in their powers to stop it. You know, yeah, the Democrats have the Senate, but people don't understand that 50 50 split. That ain't shit. Especially when you got Democrats that now understand, like the Joe Manchins. I forget the other young lady. Well, you know, they want you to kiss their ass for votes. And, you know, always constantly threatening to not vote against something. They, I forget the young lady that um, was up for a cabinet position. You know, something that she wrote years ago. And of course, you know, Joe Manchin, he's like, I'm not voting for her. And a couple of other people, well, you know, you're not going to get the Republicans to vote, but you lose that one, that one Democrat vote. That's all it takes. You lose that majority. So pretty much it's not only just maintaining the House and the Senate. They got to do things in the next two years that will strengthen their hold. They got to they got to get more seats in both, because even with the House, when they um, passed the, the stimulus package, not one Republican voted for it. And if my understanding is correct, there were two Democrats that voted against it, you know stimulus checks that will help people to stay afloat and they vote against this. I mean, like, what the fuck? You, it's like you just intentionally for the sake of a, a political party, you want people to go under. You want people to suffer just so you can say, I'm sticking with my party line. Another thing that came out, actually it came out today. I didn't know this bit of history. March 4th was supposed to be the inauguration for Donald Trump. So of course there was going to be another insurrection on the Capitol to the point where they actually, you know, put out full alert, had, you know, everybody on stand. You know, I guess this time they listened. Capitol Police was on alert, you know, National Guard, FBI, everybody. They even um, halted business in the Capitol today because everybody was, you know, getting prepared for this possible insurrection. It's, it's amazing. I would have loved to see what would have happened if them motherfuckers would have ran up on the Capitol today. I guarantee some damn wigs would have got pulled back today. But, you know, to my understanding, at the recording, I haven't heard anything. So I guess everybody just stayed home. Another tactic that the Republicans are starting to use in regards to the um, first insurrection and the right right wing media, they are now blaming left wing groups such as Black Lives Matter and Antifa. These dumbasses are actually saying that. 
members from these groups actually dressed up as, I guess, Trump supporters and came to Washington and they were the ones that incited the riot, which I'm trying to figure, okay, Black Lives Matter members, I mean, so Black Lives Matter members, the majority are white people. So a bunch of white Black Lives Matter members actually got dressed up and I guess act, you know, I guess they just dumbed themselves down and pretty much started the insurrection. It's, it's, this, this shit is so crazy. This and the sad part is we laugh at this stuff. And see, this might be the problem with the Democrats. We laughing at this stuff, but we do not realize how stupid these Republican and Trump followers are to the point they believe this shit. They are believing this. First, first they were taking credit. You know, I'm I'm fighting for my country. I want to take my country back. Now they'll let another group of people say, no, it wasn't you all. It was Black Lives Matter. It was Antifa. I mean, that's, think about it. You fighting, you going to so-called war, and somebody going to just, just for the sake of stupidity, going to turn around and tell people that it wasn't you? Huh, man, this you can't make this shit up. But I mean, hey, let's see. Let's see how you know, I, I would say let's see how it panned out, but I don't really think that got any traction. Another thing I want to talk about is the situation that's prompting governors, particularly in Texas and Mississippi, to open up their states 100 percent and also reduce mask wearing restrictions. And, you know, again, I think this is from the situation in California. California is in the process or the residents of California are in the process of having a recall of their governor. I don't know if Texas and Mississippi even have a law like this. But like I stated the last time, California has a law that states that if enough individuals sign up, they can have a recall of the governor and then have another election and insert a new governor. But I think what is happening is that a number of these governors are concerned because, you know, like California, the small businesses, without a doubt, they're suffering. Now, mind you, they're trying to put packages in place, you know, packages that could have been in play, put in place last year. But the Republicans that controlled the Senate didn't want nothing to do with this. But they're trying to put packages in place that will help to keep people afloat. But they got rid of all this stuff. And now they're concerned that the blowback is going to come on them. So 
they're going to do the idiotic thing and just open the states up. And it's, it's, you know, I can already see a state like Georgia following along because, you know, Georgia, we have a weak ass governor. He follows the herd. You know, if I was in the medical field, I would just lead all of the medical personnel. Just leave the state of Texas and Mississippi. Just leave. And just, you know, because I'm sure nursing and doctors, you probably get a job anywhere. Just leave and just set up shop somewhere in a state where they're trying to do the right thing. You know, even Texas, you know, that Texas, particularly Texas governor, all he's doing is trying to sidestep how he fucked up with the, the electric and the gas situation when they had, you know, several days of cold weather. You know, first he come out with the, well, it's the windmills. You know, all types of bullshit. Instead of just owning up, we fucked up. They're not going to do that. It's the same thing. We fucked up. So now we're going to sidestep what we fucked up. And we're going to really fuck it up. So we're going to open up Texas wide open and, you know, tell people no masks, no restrictions, no limitations. So we can really, really kill off more people. But, you know, hey, it is what it is. It is what it is. Now, of course, to the citizens of Texas, Mississippi, and any other state that has a dumbass governor that's going to make this suggestion. Because, like I said, I'm sure Georgia, South Carolina, Florida, Alabama, you know, the Bible belts, they're going to follow right in suit. But the thing I have to say and appeal to Just because the governors are saying this doesn't mean you have to do it. My thing is this. If I go to a bar and I see it jam packed, I'm just going to turn around. If I go in a store and that store has two people with a mask for every 20 person not wearing a mask, No, I'm not going in that store. I'm not going to shop there. And this is what people have to get to the point. And once you start doing that and those numbers go down, I guarantee, I guarantee those corporations will go to those governors. And once they start barking in their ears, you're going to see a change. But it's sad that, you know, again, using politics for your own personal gain. Or in the case of, like I said, with Texas governor. Trying to hide his fuck up. You know, that's, that's, that's just like they show pictures of Ted Cruz. Now this bastard, he going to try to go to Cancun during the situation in Texas. Okay. Blames it on his daughter. Turns around. Now, of course, he gets to Cancun. See, this is what people don't get. He gets to Cancun. He's on the beach playing volleyball, you know, sunbathing. 
And I guess it's just the buzzing just got too loud. So he comes back. Then when he comes back, he's like, you know, in these soup lines and handing out water bottles and all this, all this type of shit. Not to mention you got politicians from other states that are in Texas helping the citizens of Texas. And most of the people, if you noticed, most of the politicians that was helping, they were Democrats. Hardly any Republican, you know, forgive me if I missed that picture, but I did not see. In fact, the only Republican that I saw helping was Ted Cruz. And of course, like I said, his fake ass, he was just doing it to, you know, show face. But the majority of the people that were actually there helping were Democrats. But, you know, hey, this is what people voted for. Another thing that, you know, I don't know what it is. I don't know why this bothers me. And let, let me say, let me let me make sure I'm clear on this, because I have the utmost admiration for Stacey Abram. The work that she put in played a major part in Georgia being able to send two Democrat senators to Washington. But what I cannot stand is when people keep saying Georgia is a blue state. And I'm thinking maybe people just don't understand what the definition of a blue state or red state really is. And I think there is a problem when people say that because two senators that are Democrat being sent, it's not even a drop in the bucket when the governor, the state legislation, state senate, state house, the county, school boards, city councilmen, aldermen, whatever you want to call them, all of that shit is red because the problem is people do not take seriously the impact of local elections. It sickens me when I keep hearing people say things like they do not waste their time voting in a local election or they call them small elections. And they do not realize that this level of government, these are the individuals that are reiterating voting rights restrictions and voting rights suppressions. All of this is done on the state level. They don't understand how it's the state level that do the gerrymandering. They don't understand it's the state level that will say you need a certain type of identification when you come to a polling station. And, you know, personally, I don't understand why people do not have ID. But at the same time, to say that this is mandatory or places like even like Arizona, where they're going to implement absentee ballots have to be 
notarize. Or, you know, in Georgia, they're going to, you know, try to get rid of Sunday voting, you know, to restrict their early voting. Because all this stuff was major in these past elections. Because, like I said, Georgia voted for Joe Biden. Georgia sent two Democrats to Washington. But again, by no means does this make Georgia a blue state. When the infrastructure of Georgia is blood red. So people, yeah, if you want to make Georgia a blue state, get off your ass and vote in the local elections. Then you will see the power. Just like when people keep talking about, you know, gerrymandering and voters rights restriction and suppression. And of course, right now they're trying to get something put in place with the Democrats while they have control in Washington to actually put something, the, the voting, the voting rights, so that if you make this federal, then the state levels can't touch it. And see, again, to do this, you got to get rid of the filibuster. To get rid of the filibuster, you got to have all the Democrats in place. They have to be tight. But see, of course, Senator Joe Manchin, he's already said that's something that he is not interested in doing. Because, again, this is a person that he wants to utilize that power that he has to get more for the state of Virginia. So until we can get this sorted out, please do not mistake yourself. Georgia is very, very red. Another thing that came across my docket, so to speak, Amy Cooper. Amy Cooper is the white woman who accused a black man by the name of Christian Cooper for harassing her after Christian Cooper, the black man, pointed out to her that she did not have a dog on a leash. This took place in Central Park in New York. Okay. Miss Cooper used the beginning of time tactic of the crying and fearful and pitiful white woman yelling, you know, rape and murder and all this type of stuff, calling the police on Mr. Cooper and trying to get him pretty much, in my opinion, she tried to get him killed because let's be real. She knew the history of black people and the police. She knew that if the police came on the scene, that she could drum up sympathy she can get the police riled up. Black man, he accidentally pull out something black and the police be like, oh, it looked like a gun, no matter what it is. And before you know it, Christian Cooper got a chalk line around him. And see, the thing is, when she got on that phone to call 911, to me, that was attempted murder because she knew 
She knew what she was doing. Needless to say, the prosecutor for New York felt that she should not face any more charges and she was acquitted. You know, of course, you know, she had to complete some some type of anger management classes and community service, some other bullshit. And, you know, she's done. And, you know, it, it doesn't it didn't help that Christian Cooper did not want to press charges because, you know, he in his own way, he's he's well off. I forget. He I, I want to say I think they said he works for Marvel Comics or something like that. You know, he's pretty well off. Uh, probably don't understand what this white woman was trying to do. You know, it probably can't fathom that, you know, because he, you know, probably thinks that, you know, he's one of them. And I could be wrong. Maybe, you know, maybe I guess, you know, that could be a false judgment of him. But to me, if somebody was literally calling the police with the intent that they knew that the police could possibly harm me, I, I don't think he realized and, the only, and I think the only thing that really saved him was because it surmounted. Had this been like an early on situation before, you know, earlier in the year, because you got to realize that I think this was a little bit later in the year. And, you know, there were a number of black people, black men that was being killed by the police. And I think that a lot of police departments started to actually have to put out a mandate. Hey, stop killing black people. No, you know, no matter what, try not to kill them, especially if they're unarmed. But of course, you know, I don't think I don't think Christian Cooper, I don't think he fully understood what was going on. And I just felt that by him not pressing pressing charges, you know, speaking out against this, I don't think he realized how much of a problem he really presented for the black community. Just, you know, that's just my opinion. Last but not least, let's talk about Dr. Seuss. You know, these things trip me out how they, they just now in the year 2021, realizing that the Dr. Seuss books are offensive. And, you know, especially towards the characterization of people of color. And when you look at some of the characterizations of these people, it's like, what part, what part do you not get? Now these books, some of these books were written in, in 1936. So yeah, I get it. You know, there was a, that was a different time of this country. Okay, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. But the thing is, 2021, they are now just realizing that these books are offensive. Nobody's ever complained about this before. So, of course, you know, they did the noble thing. They're like, we're going to pull these books on Dr. Seuss birthday. So pretty much, I'm sure they probably gave people warning. So I'm sure sale. These books are probably now probably in the in the top 10 bestseller list right now. Because I'm sure people are buying them like hotcakes. So they're getting their last, you know, their last grasp 
for sales. And then, you know, of course, the books are going to go away. You know, this country is so full of shit. And on that note, let's end this. God bless. Take care. Stay safe. Even you people in Texas and Mississippi. And we will talk next week. All right, guys, thanks for listening to There's a System to This Madness podcast. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, be sure to like and subscribe. To continue the discussion that we had today, make sure to check out our Facebook page. See y'all next week.